Coming up next, it's the Magnuson Park Gallery Exchange, an opportunity to hear directly from artists and those in the arts community. Learn what really inspires and motivates the creative work shown in the Magnuson Park Gallery. Hi everyone, this is Terrico Summers with Magnuson Park Gallery. Sandpoint Arts and Culture Exchange is committed to sharing music, art, and programs that build and enrich our community. Currently, Magnuson Park Gallery is featuring a juried show from Living Artists Collective with the theme, Support Artists While They Are Alive. Living Art Collective is a nonprofit whose mission is to support visual artists and help them remain in the Seattle area, which is a mission that is near and dear to all of us here at SPACE. The show is running from Thursday, September 7th through October 14th. And to give us more details about the show, I'm happy to be talking to Elena Stalker, who is the Executive Director at Living Artists Collective. Welcome, Elena. Hi, thanks for having me. We're happy to have you. We're so excited to be working with you and the Living Artists Collective on this show. Can you describe your role as Executive Director for Living Artists Collective and a little about how the collective came together? Yeah, absolutely. So... Um, I guess I'll start with kind of how we put this together. So um, I'm a visual artist myself. Um, I've been in Seattle making work um, since 2010. Um, and uh, it can be a little bit difficult to find artist community here, um, just depending on what you're involved in. And I was really craving community uh, a few years out of school. So I wanted to put together something like this. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted it to look like, but um, my partner has listened to me brainstorming various ideas for years. Um, so they finally just said, you know, why not now? Um, so we started to figure out what it would look like. Originally, we settled on a um, cooperative housing model. So we wanted to house artists um, and figure out how to help pay everybody's rent. Um, but we learned with the costs of that and just the kind of logistics, as well as um, the pandemic, we were starting this in 2020, like right before everything started to shut down. Um, so yeah, we, we learned that that wasn't gonna work. Um, so we pivoted to creating events and grants, education to support practicing artists. Um, and that's worked really well since then. Um, we've mined kind of what feels like all the ideas in the vein um, from like having physical space to memberships to classes. Um, and yeah, we've kind of settled here. So events, grants, education, um, we're a brand new 501c3 nonprofit. It's been exciting. Um, my particular role as executive director, director, excuse me, is um, operational leader. Basically, um, I am the only paid staff member, so I'm doing a lot of things, most everything, besides the things that volunteers are helping us with, which has been awesome. So, yeah, project manager, um, ideas, strategy, implementation, working with our board, and then speaking and fundraising things that, you know, I want to be doing a lot more of um, moving forward. So, yeah. Wow. You're, you're doing a lot. That's great. <laughs> yeah. how, how have you seen the Living Artists Collective shape the lives of artists? I'm sure you've seen like, like how that's affected them. Yeah. The, the way that we've interacted with artists most has been through our shows that we've put on um, shows. And then we've also done like markets and other types of events in the past. Um, we've kind of moved away from the markets model. But through all of our shows, I've been able to meet a lot of amazing visual artists that are working in Seattle that I would not otherwise make connections with. And it seems that for a lot of them, 
our shows are either their first show or their first show where they've even had a chance to meet any of the other artists that are in the show because we always try to have some sort of events where artists can come together um, and make connections with each other. Yeah, I've had people who have started um, collaborating together. Yeah, it's just been really cool to see all the connections that are made. That's great. And then how do you maintain the balance between your own career as a visual artist and as an advocate for all the other artists? I mean, how do you juggle the two? Yeah, sometimes better than others. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I like to try and reprioritize regularly, if that makes sense. So I think for the first several, well, first couple of years that I was doing this, um, LAC was sort of number one priority in my life, you know, above myself, above my own practice, often above my relationships. um, And that got to be super unsustainable, as you can imagine. Um, So this year, um, I was able to kind of look at everything and reprioritize. Um, I went to an artist residency where I was able to really focus on my own work. Um, and that really showed me that like, you know, hey, I really do love my own practice. And it doesn't mean that I love LAC any less when I work on my own stuff. It actually means that, you know, that's I'm I'm prioritizing that as more important, not that I'm spending more time on it, but that it um, I believe that it deserves the best. So yeah, there's um, I, we go through busy seasons, obviously. So you know, when we have a show, um, I'm putting a lot more effort into LAC so that we can get everything done. But, you know, otherwise, how do I balance it? I don't know. Crying a lot, having supportive partners, (laughs) supportive community. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It sounds like you're doing a lot, which is great. I mean, it's great for all of us. Um, How how has the mission of the Living Artists Collective um, evolved since its inception? It sounds like it's kind of moved in different directions a bit. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, we started as that kind of cooperative housing model. So, we uh, we really wanted to get that off the ground, but it yeah it just wasn't working. So, but but the mission never really changed. We always wanted to support artists living in expensive areas so that they can afford to stay here. Um, you know, as a model because this is the area that I know. Yeah. Okay. And then let's get back to the show. And and um, there's a lot of different uh, artists in the show, and you're I, I'm assuming you're one of the artists. Yeah, I have a piece in the show. Okay, great. And then what are some of the um, themes that are present in the show and what would what will we be seeing? Yeah, so the theme is based off of um, actually the founding inspiration for the Living Artists Collective. Um, we were trying to come up with an idea for this and I saw the quote, um, support artists while they are alive. The dead ones don't need your money. Um, and I found that, yeah, I found that like funny and kind of dark, um, which is and, and very true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a lot of people are buying prints of works that are, you know, artists that are not with us anymore. And we have such a rich arts area in Seattle here. Lots of artists are living here. So yeah, we think that it's very important to support them while they're here, while they're alive. So yeah, we wanted to put together a show that kind of has this theme um, and Magnuson Park Gallery had their open call back in, I think 2022 is when we were applying and we wanted to yeah put together the show, understanding issues that are affecting practicing artists, the artists that we work with. The show includes art by folks that we have worked with in the past. So we don't have currently a membership structure for the collective, 
we're not accepting any new artists because we have a lot of folks that we've worked with in the past. Um, so we wanted to provide more opportunities for people that we've already done shows with. The show covers topics like understanding the human condition, the purpose for existing, um, and then getting paid as an artist in an expensive city and fostering relationships. Um, all this is told kind of through a lens that is subtly unsettling, I would say, and in some cases macabre, sort of like that quote, we wanted to bring in that inspiration. Um, and then it often touches on the passage of time, so how fleeting life is. These are, these are topics that are personally important to me, so that's kind of why I was excited to curate this. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it. we brought together some works that are really beautiful, that talk to each other really well. And have you seen the what you're doing make a change and a difference? I mean, it sounds like it has been. Yeah, you know, I'd say we're at the pretty beginning stages still. We're still working to build up a super sustainable model financially. I always kind of think about it in in two different categories. Like, you know, we have a a ton of goals, a ton of um, a ton of hope that's happening there, and I think the strategy is all really there. We have really great volunteers, and we're gathering new ones. We just want, you know, financial sustainability. Um, I think that, you know, if we're if we're able to, and once we're able to, I'll be optimistic. <laughs> once we're able to get con consistent funding, we'll be able to create a really sustainable model that I think is super important to areas like Seattle. So, do you see expansion to other cities? Yeah, potentially. I mean, um, you know, my goal is to have this thing be bigger than me and bigger than this, you know, small group that we've created. It sounds like a very good thing for all the different cities that are getting expensive and losing culture. Um, so how has been working with um, space and Magnuson Park Gallery affected the trajectory of your organization? Yeah, so this is the first like smaller white wall gallery show that we've done in a arts ecosystem that's kind of separate from the central arts district in Seattle. We often find, uh, we don't have a physical location, so we often find spots that are like in central areas that have a lot of foot traffic by them. Um, so what I'm excited for with this is to see kind of a different like audience that already comes to Magnuson Park shows, get some exposure to new people, which is refreshing and kind of exciting. Um, and then there's been a lot of built-in support and built-in, yeah, just exposure to new people um, that have has come with working with you guys normally I'm used to, you know, myself and all our volunteers just doing absolutely everything. So it just, it feels like other people and other organizations in Seattle are starting to believe in us enough to give us platforms where we don't have to do all of the work bringing visitors in, which has been really lovely. Yeah, that's great. And then, so what is the future for Living Artists Collective? Like what events should we be looking out for after the show? Well, during the show, we've had some exciting events that I'll point out. So we've got our opening event, or excuse me, our opening reception um, on September 8th from 4 to 7. You can kind of come in and walk around any time in there. We've got a musician playing. And then during the show, like I said, we like to bring artists together, bring people together for things. So we've got first a artist uh, tax and business workshop. Um, this is going to be really cool. It's being done by one of the artists in the show, Dinah J. They put together performances that are kind of tied into their artist practice um but they're going to be putting together like an informative sort of performance it'll be sort of obscure and fun and we'll see what happens so yeah that's on um september 23rd from uh, 3 to 4 p.m and that's only for artists 
got to sign up for that. Um, and then we've also got a um, strategy and fundraising evening on September 30th. This is perfect for folks who are looking for a nonprofit org to either get involved with or just be able to offer their opinion at this sort of pivotal stage for us. We're going to present our myself and our board president, Anna, are going to um, present kind of the research that we've been doing on our strategy lately for and, and help folks better understand what low income visual artists are facing in Seattle. So that should be super interesting. Yeah, we've we've also got a an interview zine that we created. So coming out of our our last bigger show back in April, we found eleven of those artists, and I worked with a volunteer to interview those folks about kind of similarly what they're facing in Seattle, um, and then just talk about the nuances of their their art and what they make. Um, and it's super beautiful. It features all of their work. Um, it's printed. It's color. Yeah, it's really nice. We're gonna have those for sale in the gallery. Um, so yeah, that's what to look forward to um, from us. And that's, you know, all just coming up during the show. No, no, that all sounds really exciting. I didn't even know about that part. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're still Lots of fun time. activities for us to, to be working with. That'll be neat. Thanks, Elena, for speaking to us about the important work you do at Living Artists Collective. We hope all of you will be inspired to celebrate our growing culture in Seattle by coming to this important show. Everyone is welcome to see the show in person at Magnuson Park Gallery from September 7th through October 14th. We are open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 12 to 3. And if you want a chance to meet Elena and the other artists, we are hosting a reception, an opening reception from 4 to 7 on September 8th. And we are doing a closing reception on Saturday, October 14th. So come circulate with Living Artists Collective and a little wine and cheese. Take the opportunity to be a part of this growing artistic community. We hope to see you all there. If you want any more information about Living Artists Collective or Magnuson Park Gallery, please go to our website at space at magnuson.org. You've been listening to the Magnuson Park Gallery Exchange, a periodic series focused on the artists and the arts community showing at the Magnuson Park Gallery.